Merry Christmas, everybody. It's December, and I know for many of us, this is our favorite season of the year, and I hope you are really excited about celebrating the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as well as family gatherings and so on. But I just wanted to start this month off by wishing you a Merry Christmas. Today in our Bible reading plan, we are in Psalm 90, and then Monday we'll begin in the book of 1 John in the New Testament. So today, Psalm 90, and I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but this is the oldest psalm in the book of Psalms because it is written by Moses. So that means this was written maybe 1,300 years or so before the birth of Jesus Christ. We are celebrating this month. So again, the oldest psalm in the Bible, one of the oldest parts of the Bible is is this psalm. And just kind of a a summation of it, if you will. Uh, The first couple of verses talk about how God is the eternal uh, creator. He's, he's, he exists forever and he's the one that created everything. Verses three through six talk about how fragile humanity really is and that we will die. Verses seven through eight uh, talks about our sinfulness and the resulting judgment of God upon humanity because of our sin. And one of the consequences of our sin and God's judgment on our sin is that we will all uh, die. Verses 9 to 12 really reiterates and drives home the point that we are we we will all die, that there is a limit to how long we live, the brevity of life, if you will. And then verses 13 through 17, the end of the chapter, uh, about the blessings of God, living under the favor of God, and the joy and the gladness that brings to us when we live that way. So that's kind of a a, a broad outline of this psalm written by Moses 1,300 years, give or take, before the birth of uh, Jesus Christ. Now, having said all of that, the verses that spoke to me in my own heart, my own life, devotionally uh, in this chapter, well, there are three of them I just want to comment on briefly. The first is in verse 8, where he, where he says, you, referring to God, have placed my iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. The the idea is that our sins are in front of God. In other words, we can't hide any sin from God, and that includes secret sins. Things that you think nobody but you know about, God always knows about. You cannot hide anything, any thought, any deed, any sin from God. So don't try. Verse 12, verse 12, he said, teach us to number our days that we may present to you, to you, God, a heart of wisdom. And the Hebrew word there for numbering our days is the idea of weighing something out. And thus the idea of numbers come from it. How much does this weigh? How heavy is it? Um, how many ounces, how many pounds. So the idea that, that I need to weigh my life and know that my days have a limit. They are not limitless. I have a, 
I have a finite number of days to live. And I need to be aware of that. And what he's saying is that if you live in the consciousness that there is a limit to the days of your life, you are more likely to live with wisdom, to make wise decisions that make life better instead of making life worse. But when we ignore that there is a limit to our days and therefore we need to make the most of them, we are inclined to make foolish decisions. Uh, that's why I encourage people. And, 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 you know, December, January, the start of a new year is a good time to sit down and allow God to help you do an appraisal and evaluation of your life and changes to make things to, to do, what God is speaking to you uh, about, uh, about you and about your life and the difference you can make in this world for his kingdom and to benefit and bless other people. And then finally, verse 17, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. I love that. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. And this is a prayer and praying for God's favor to be honest, I often pray for God's hand of, hand of favor to be on us. Pray, pray for God's favor to be on you, on me, on others. I think that's a beautiful way uh, to pray. And I think during the month of December, as you are inviting people to church and to programs that celebrate the birth of Jesus, praying for them and letting them know you are praying for them is a beautiful thing. Pray for God's favor to be upon you upon me, upon us, upon our church, upon others, upon your family. Because when we live in the favor of God, we tend to experience more of the joy of God. So in verse 14, Oh, satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. I, I'm 65. I've lived long enough to see it not only in my own life, but in the lives of others. When you live under the favor of God, there is gladness. But when you choose to not pay attention to how many days you have and, 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 and therefore to waste them and not live under the favor of God, um, you rob yourself of so much joy and so much gladness you could have. And here's the, here's the truth. When you live out from under the favor of God, not only do you rob yourself of gladness, you rob the people who love you most of gladness because they worry about you. They love you, they care. And so when you are missing out on the favor of God and the gladness that would bring to you, it hurts them. See, none of us live in a bubble. We all live in community. And what we do, what you do affects you, but it affects others as well. Jesus demonstrated that by coming to this world and living as he lived and dying as he died and then being raised from the dead because it makes a difference for you. That's just a principle of life, of existence. Merry Christmas. And uh, I look forward to you being in God's house to worship Jesus Sunday. Then I'll see you with another devotion on Monday.